Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Chiefs. This is your episode for October the 5th on Thursday. We have Seth Kaiser back with us today from Arrowhead Pride. Uh, and we are brought to you today by MyBookie.ag. How you doing, Seth? See, now this is what happened to me the other day. Folks, I want to apologize for uh, some of my editing mis- uh Mistakes, there's no other way to put it. Uh, yesterday, I had a couple of faux pas that I should have caught, but uh, quite honestly, I had a really terrible time getting back home after that wonderful game. So uh, That was weird. It, it's all weird every time that I, I make some kind of mistake like that. But uh, thanks for bearing with us, and uh, I'll get back on my game now that I'm home and uh, nourished again. But uh, <laughs> check out the rest of the podcast network for us. And, uh, you know, Seth's here. He's chuckling, so we might as well talk some football. That seems like the logical next step for sure. It's like what we do, right? I, well, well, you didn't enjoy that game at all at Arrowhead, right, Seth? God, it was the worst. <laughs> okay. Just checking. Everyone was like yelling super loud. I couldn't hear anything. It was just like, oh. The Chiefs looked going... like they were going to get blown out. Yeah, and then had a wild comeback and epic back and forth in the second half, finalized by a ridiculously awesome play by Alex Smith and a great kick field goal, and then a touchdown by Justin Houston. Who needs that? And Albert Wilson probably made the two plays of the game. You know, I would say that that's a pretty fair assessment. Although I would peg I would peg the second play of the game more on Alex than on Albert. But just like we all predicted, Albert would be – a very important piece of the two most important plays of the game. I think we all figured that would happen, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah. Seeing Kareem Hunt live, that dude is something else. I'm going to tell you, the, the the hop over the defender in the hole is the oh. one that, that kept my attention. That was filthy. Yeah. Well, and he had just juked out an unblocked linebacker. It's It's like he's good or something. Oh, he! I mean, he sat that linebacker down. It was unbelievable. And then, as he's moving first step out of his juke, the safety dives for dives for his legs, and he jumped over it. That was and just I'm just saying, not doing an overall player comparison. But here, but, but that was some Barry Sanders stuff right there. <laughs> okay, guys, let's let's take it down a notch. It's not like his second half rushing is leading the entire NFL in rushing yards. That's true. It's not like he's on pace to break the all-time record for total yards, you know, yeah. from scrimmage during a season. Right? Oh, oh, wait a second. His just his second half rushing is leading the NFL in rushing yards. Yeah, what? When, yeah, three seventy-eight is it to uh, three seventy-two? <laughs> oh my goodness! So just sit him, just sit him, and then he'll catch up. Yeah, that guy is a baller. I mean, I mean, seriously, he's so good, and like live. I was curious if he'd be the type of player that would look different live. You know, there are a few players that 
they really pop when you watch them live. Um, Jamal Charles was always one of them. Um, Eric Berry, DJ. Those are three guys that to me were always like when you saw them live. Tyreek Hill. And those are like four guys that pop in the top of my head that like when you're live, you're like, holy smokes. Well, let's think about this for a second. We've seen him get 502 yards rushing so far in four games, right? Mm-hmm. Three of them over 100 yards per. I went back and checked last year's stats. There was only six times, six games in the regular season in the 2016 Chiefs got 100 yards rushing as a team. Yeah. And that's a dramatic difference for this ball club. Right. And I bet and they the, were all in the beginning of the year, too. No, yeah. they were not, actually. Really? Ware had a few down the stretch. Yes, uh, 158, 238, and 103 to close out the season. Uh-huh. Oh, it's the 238. That was against the uh, the Broncos. Yes. Where, if I recall, ran all over them. I think Alex had some good runs too. Um, you know, Wait a second, Alex Smith. No, him. that was Tyree Hill. He had like a seventy-yard touchdown there. I think you so were he correct. Re- that was that game. Yep. Yep. Um, the Tyree Hill thing, coming around the end and Kelsey stealing the block was that the one? Yep. Yeah, yep. where he planted T.J. Ward. Yeah. Uh, was it Ward? I don't know. In my mind, it is. So it's Close good enough. enough. Makes me happy. He's a Bronco. He he's a Buccaneer now. So who cares? Yeah, I think it was one of I think it was their other safety now that I think about it. But anyway, um but what I was saying is I wasn't sure if Hunt would be one of those he looks different live, but the number of hits it takes to bring him down, you can see it on TV and I if you I don't know if you guys agree with this. There's something about seeing it live and hearing the crowd react. And like I don't know if any of you were sitting near any Redskins fans. There weren't a ton of them there. Uh, right, right next there. yeah, Ryan was right next to one. The frustration uh-huh. that you heard from them, <laughs> like they're like I mean they're seriously like I heard oh come on like three times yeah yeah just a, because, a little bit of surprise and a lot of frustration right well it, you know he it reminded me of when the Chiefs played the Seahawks back in fourteen and I never really watched Marshawn Lynch oh. And I was just like, holy crap. Like, I mean, they just couldn't bring him down. It's a similar thing. I think Kareem Hunt, I mean, obviously no player comparison is perfect um, because he's got more speed and less size than Prime Lynch. Mm -hmm. But that tackle-shaking ability, along with the really unexpected quickness and vision, it reminds me of Marshawn Lynch. Well, okay, so one of the things that you just said we're talking about was broken tackles. Uh, PFF uh, are one of our partners, and actually if you want to get a free PFF Edge subscription, go give us a rating or review on iTunes, and you'll be entered into a uh, drawing for a free PFF subscription. Uh, Just leave us your Twitter handle. yeah, Kareem Hunt has more broken tackles rushing than any other running back has rushing or receiving combined. Damn. My count, 29 total on the season to this point. Yeah, I think it was something like 24 just rushing, mm-hmm. and, and that might be wrong. I know it's in the 20s, but I can't remember the exact number. No, you got it. Okay. Out of what, uh, 81 total touches, he's got 29 missed tackles. That's incredible. That he he is just a treat to watch. I wrote about him last week. I feel like I should write about him again. Um, he's just he's very very special. I I personally um, I think he's playing running back better than anyone else in the league right now. 
I can't argue with that at all. And, and here's the thing. He's doing it behind a line that is, you know, held together right now with duct tape. And that's the interesting thing. That's the different thing about what happened this most recent game. Mm-hmm. Because in previous games, the line was blocking pretty well as far as blocking for the run. LDT is a huge part of that. Yeah. And when he was out, and now you've got the entire interior line out. Now, again, Fulton's a solid backup. And Witzman, I think, has been okay for a backup. Um, it is kind of funny in the NFL where you got a lot of teams that don't even have sufficient starters. The Chiefs' backups aren't – at least they're not getting killed right. as far as run blocking goes. Pass pro, you could really tell when LDT went out because that pocket started getting crushed a lot more. Yeah, and But – but I think you're yes. Ryan. I think your analogy is a little off. I think it's more like scotch tape, not duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> that duct tape's a little too strong. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sure, Mitch. You know, we'll we'll see how long. You know, they'd call an LDT day to day, which could be great. How phenomenal is that? Well, it, it seems phenomenal, but when except when you think about some of the times that it's been day to day, and then we were like, you know, six weeks later, we were like, huh? Is today the day? Yeah, and so for me, it's all going to be, like, if he starts being a limited participant in practice next week or something, I'm going to feel way better. Yeah. Well, no, and I get that, but, you know, just for them to not come out and say that he tweaked an MCL or an ACL or any of that, I mean, that was my big scare. He couldn't put any weight on it. Right, and and it could well be that he was being extremely cautious. Could be. Um, I hope so. I mean, I've never really understood the idea of putting weight on a limb that just got injured because you don't know what it is. You didn't get an MRI out there. Right. You know, don't put weight on that. Are you kidding? Um, To be honest, if you think about it, he's the one guy in the NFL that can actually kind of self-diagnose what's wrong with him. He really really can, and that's – I mean, that's a big deal. So, but anyway, I know we don't want to just talk about Hunt the whole thing, the whole whole time. But, yeah, the line – we'll see. And I, I see people reporting that now it's time that all, these guys are going to come back. And, and I, I'm not sure that we're going to see Parker Anger this week. So counting on that to happen is a long shot in my mind. Uh, seeing, well, and see, I think that's a long shot. But, you know, starting to talk about these guys coming back, Holly can't come back till what, week 9, week 10. Nelson can't come back till week 9 or week 10. I mean, I guess maybe Holly could come back after week 6. Uh, and then he's got a three-week window to to practice, mm-hmm. but and, and so does Daddy Nicholas. But I don't think Nicholas is coming back this year. Um, and, and speaking of outside linebackers, how crazy was it to see Terrence Smith come in uh, and spell Zombo? Yeah, that was a bit strange. Yeah, yeah. I did a uh, double take. Passanio wasn't getting on the field. Yeah, no, and I did a double take multiple times because I kept looking on the field going, is that Sorensen? No, that's not Sorensen. That's Derrick Smith. <laughs> and I was really hopeful that Passanio was going to get on the field. I'm a little anxious to see him. Maybe I'm, I'm overthinking that. He did get on the field once. He just didn't get a snap. Right, right. Or was that uh, Cam Irving? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, Cam Irving did too, but... Uh, right before the two-minute warning, Justin Houston waved to the sideline that he needed a sub, and they said in passing, you know, two-minute warning happened, and Justin Houston came back before before the next play was run. So Right. Well, I'm not going to be the one to tell Justin Houston he can't go back in. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Just be like, oh, okay. Guess that's Never what mind. that is. 
Um, yeah, I just I, if they had any faith in Passigno at all, this would have been the time. Yeah. And you know what? For what it's worth, I kept an eye on Zombo most of the night. No, he wasn't great, but he had a couple of pressures. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of run stops. He wasn't horrible. He had a really he nice one rush at one point. Put somebody in his in yeah. cousin's lap. Honestly, I think I might have noticed him more than Houston. Houston had a couple decent rushes, but by and large, Houston was real quiet. <laughs> Can I admit something to you guys? Oh, I, boy. I completely missed the touchdown. <laughs> I hadn't been in the stands in, in a number of years, and I was I was pretty excited, and I wasn't yeah. looking, and next thing you know. Oh, my goodness. You know, ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. Do you have the Chiefs or do you have the Texans? Do you have Chicago or do you have Detroit? Well, let me tell you this. Where you're betting at, it's just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. MyBookie's been in this business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, just two business days. You know who's going to win, right? Lay down some cash and win big today. And that's the point overall. That's why we're urging you to take a look at MyBookie. You win, they pay. That's the whole premise. They have live in-game betting that's the most rewarding player perks in this business and an all-around brand-new mobile website that makes wagering while you're out and about really, really easy. All you need to do is join, and MyBookie will match up to a $1,000 deposit. They'll give you a 100% bonus. That's just free money for you just for playing with them. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Hey, I missed Alex Smith's touchdown. Mm-hmm. I looked down for a second, and I thought that it went to Kareem Hunt. I was trying to figure out what was going on, why everybody was screaming. Of course, it was on the other side of the field from us, but... Um, right. Was, I, that, was that right in your corner, though? Weren't you in that corner? No, I was um, I was on about the 40-yard line. Oh, okay. Was it on your side of the field? Uh, n- yeah, the Smith, the, the Smith rushing touchdown was. Okay. The touchdown to Houston, Houston's touchdown was not. But, I mean, I, I'm look, I'm not trying to brag, but the seats were off the chain. I could see everything, Whoa. like everywhere on the field. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Where are you I at? I have a new best. Um, section 118, row 26. Okay. And so I was about around the 40-yard line or so, 26 rows back. Yeah, I don't think Ryan's ever going to leave the club section again. No, no. Oh. We, we had a, we had a nice awesome. corner seat. Uh, in fact, the the, Kels, the long Kelsey pass, I literally called it as they snapped the ball. Yeah, he did. Oh, really? Seeing it, you know, being able to see the safeties and the position, the way they're moving, the way they're leaning. Uh, yeah, it was it was beautiful, and I, I felt pretty smart for the moment. Nice way to go, you regular four, Tony Romo. Four of the five <laughs> touchdown passes in the game were the corner of our end zone. Oh, nice. Yeah, and the the only thing that we couldn't see, at least I couldn't see it, maybe Ryan could, but I couldn't from where I was, was the missed field goal. I thought it went in. So did I, actually. Our, there was our a guy was behind really me. Bad. I actually started just watching the, uh, the screen on field goals because yeah. it's got the straight shot view because mm. you just can't really tell. Yeah. Right, and I should have done that, especially with our angle because we were literally – in the very corner of the field. 
Right, so it's impossible. So, right, and that's why I that's I I didn't look at the field the whole time during the the game winning field goal because I was like, no, I need to be able to know. I can't. <laughs> wait for the ref. Well, um, and you know, usually when you've got a straight shot in, you can tell pretty much right away. Yeah. And so uh, that was man, seriously, what a game! But that kid has a leg. I will say that. Yeah, he can really he can really boot it. Um, I I do feel for Santos. I mean, it really is a not for long league because he's a good kicker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, and he, I think he'll catch on somewhere when he's healthy. And that was one thing that you know I, maybe we even talked about this last week, or maybe I talked about it somewhere else. I don't remember, but I mentioned you know I haven't been stressed out about clutch kicks under fifty yards in a couple of years now. It's a nice thing to be able to say. Like, he doesn't have a huge leg, mm-hmm. but, I mean, seriously, I was never stressed out about that because he had a ton of game winners mm-hmm. or game tires, or, and it didn't ever seem to be a problem. The yeah. doink and the doink heard around Denver. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that stressed me out, but that was only for a split <laughs> second there. Um, I wasn't stretched out before the kick. certainly was during it. Goodness gracious. Yeah, how'd you, yeah, like, him, was, how'd you like him trying to uh, freeze him or ice him? Sorry. Oh, you know, I don't know why coaches do that, seriously. Especially nowadays, because kickers have gotten smart enough. Because the problem what coaches do is they, they call the timeout as the ball is being snapped. And so now what the kickers do, they get a practice kick. That's exactly what I just told Ryan. That's exactly <laughs> what I told Ryan right after that's that the, kick. That's the stupidest thing. Yep. You can't so do that. I don't... Yeah, I, I mean, to me, what you got, what you ought to do is before, like, well before they're about to snap the ball, like as everyone's getting a position, then you call timeout. Right. You know, let them stay a little uncomfortable if you're going to do it. Otherwise, just let them do it. I mean, and plus, I remember looking at the statistics on this. Someone wrote an article. I, there's really no proof that it does anything. You know, I mean, th- these guys are professionals. They've been yeah. doing this their whole lives. It's really not going to be that big deal. Plus, let's face it, kickers and punters are kind of a weird group of people. I One of my favorite things every game, and I pointed this out to my sister, she'd never noticed it before, was that they just warm up whenever the crap they feel like it, wherever the crap they feel like it. Doesn't matter if there's a halftime show going on, cheerleaders are out there, other teams out there. They just go do their thing. Okay, just drop the hacky sack and they're off. I know we're kind yep. of going off topic, but I have to ask the question. You were near the 40-yard line, so you would have been close to it. Were you out? Were you in your seats when the almost fight broke out between the two teams? I was, yes. What happened? I, saw Marcus, I, don't, I didn't see what started it. I just saw Marcus Peters sprinting towards the middle of the field, and, uh, and that's when I saw a bunch of shoving. I don't know. The Redskins were yapping all night. Yeah, like, that, that was something that I noticed, like – and I've been to, you know, half dozen live games now. I've never seen a team yapping as much as the Redskins were, especially uh, that that safety uh, Swearinger. Swearinger. <laughs> Man, that guy doesn't shut up. <laughs> um, it was just funny. Like, after one play early, he ran up to the Chiefs' sidelines and was yelling. And I'm like, hey, didn't that get Kelsey a penalty a couple weeks ago? Well, Mitchell about got one late in the game. Yep, because he did the same thing. Yep. Um, but I mean, because yeah, they were yapping all night. Their deep, their D backs especially, and it was just like they had a couple times where I mean they got up yapping after a first down, and it's like that's dumb. I, I just, um, but they were real. You could tell the Redskins were feeling pretty good about themselves before the game, and when they ran up that ten point lead, you could tell they were feeling pretty 
pretty swaggy. <laughs> yeah, but all that yapping didn't keep him from getting injured. Yeah, that was rough. Like fries. Blah, yeah. Lies. It, no, I like fries. <laughs> I mean, when I eat fries, man, they go down quick. Yeah, those, so. Oakland, those Casey Joe fries are pretty good. Oh, yeah. You know, and we should yes, give a shout-out can- for everybody who came out to hang out with us. Thank you, Charlie. Uh, yes, thank yes. you very much. It's good to see you yep. in person and your sister. Good to see Pete. I, yep. I, we were joined by Mike, uh, just a reader who was kind enough to, to buy me lunch because he's awesome. And Mike's a golf pro. You, you all need to go look him up. He's a golf pro? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, no one Man, I would have had him buy me more stuff. <laughs> it's right It's right on his Twitter page, Seth, so... I don't him. follow. I don't follow back. You're oh. evil. Anyway, I, it's not that I'm having. evil. I just my my feed gets too full as it is, and most people on their Twitter feed they kind of use it as like a mini Facebook kind of thing. And I, I just I already have a Facebook page. There you go. Yeah. I all I want on my Twitter feed is football stuff, and then I've got like some a few like really close friends or colleagues in the law stuff or former law school buddies that I keep in contact with them that way. Which it's kind of funny because now like the football thing is kind of blown up since I graduated law school. Like AP has really taken off and all that stuff, right? So, <laughs> so I have a lot more of a following than I did during law school, although I. You know, things were going okay then, but it's kind of blown up since then. So it's really funny. Every now and then, it doesn't happen anymore because they've all warned each other. One of my law school buddies will bust my chops about something on Twitter and, like, get attacked by, like, 20 people. (laughs) (laughs) And I had my buddy Chuck, I remember, messaged me. He was like, holy crap, your followers are passionate. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, buddy, I should have warned you. Because they, like, assumed he was a Raiders fan. I don't remember why. Really funny guy, like, former college safety, like, really knows the game. And so he was busting my chops about a take, and me and him were going back and forth. And so my followers assumed he was a Raiders fan. Wow. just went after him. And I was just like, yeah, sorry sorry about that, dude. (laughs) Don't mess with me. My people will get you. Yeah, well, you know, they they call us Legion for we are many. Anyway, football. Sorry, I dragged us off topic. No, I um, think I Washington, did too, so. Washington's better than I thought, by the way. I thought they were a paper tiger, and that defense is pretty legit, and if you got Cousins on a good night, yeah, you know, they can make a few things happen. Okay, so you're saying that you thought they were a paper tiger. They're obviously not. How do you feel about this team coming up in Houston? I refuse to underestimate anyone again. Houston's tough to figure out, though, because, I mean – they their wins are against a Tennessee team like and granted they blew them out but it was 27 zip in the second half after Mariota got hurt right yep and so i mean let's face it the titans got the wind knocked out of their sails because that team is is really dependent on Mariota mm-hmm. no wait a second they have Matt Castle as their backup easy well <laughs> we're just, now we're now we're just saying the same thing with different words <laughs> Um, I feel bad. I always liked Matt Castle. Yes, um, I remember your letter to him. Yeah, uh, yeah, I had to break up with him. Yeah, it was, you know, it wasn't him. It was me, you know. But anyway, you uh-huh. had several letters to him. <laughs> it could stop. Well, the guy, yeah, you know, I really sometimes it's kind of funny when you go back and look at the things you used to write. I've learned a lot about the game in the last four years since I started treating this like an actual job and not just a hobby, and. Had I known then, like if I broke down quarterbacks the same way that I do now, 
I'm pretty sure I would not have been nearly as like, oh, Castle's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would, it would have been a whole different story. But I, but I don't know. The Titans, they... At least his I, I wife just, has never come out and, and gone after you for professing your love. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Mitch Morse's fiance <laughs> seemed flattered, if nothing else. She she seemed aware that it was a joke, and oh, I appreciated I that. She Yeah, she tweeted that whole deal. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was great. Not sure how we feel about this. And I think I replied. I can't remember what I said. I I think I said, like, you know, what me and Mitch have is special or something like that. You know, because it's obviously a joke. I mean, hopefully it's obvious. Dude, I don't know how um, comfortable I feel right now. <laughs> well, we were we were talking. I mean, I was at a tailgate with a bunch of APers, and we were sitting there chatting, and, you know, they were making the joke about Mitch Morse. And they were just like, well, you know, unless you're the guy for him, Seth. And I was like, well, he doesn't know. We haven't met. Who knows? I mean, there could be chemistry. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I like Mitch, whatever. But the, yeah, and so then it was like one of those things. My sister was like, "Yeah, it's one of those times that rumors get started." I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I should probably relax." But anyway, as far as the the Texans go, um, so they 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 got blown the crap out by the Jaguars, right? Then who did they beat in week two? Well, they got blown out by the Jaguars with a different quarterback, and they allowed ten sacks in that game. Right. Well, didn't uh, didn't Watson play a little in that game? No, I don't. Well, he might have played in the second half of that game. Because if I I thought here, I'm I'm getting to their schedule here. Because it has it has Watson listed as the high in passing against Jacksonville. Okay. Well, maybe that's maybe that is the case. And then he was the high because he only passed he passed for 102 yards versus Jacksonville. He passed for 120. So they've got okay. So they got blown out by Jacksonville. Um, with Watson only playing part the game, fair enough. Um, they got bl- they didn't get blown out against Cincinnati, but they barely beat the Bengals when the Bengals were playing like absolute garbage, thirteen to nine. Then they lost to the Patriots, and then they blew out Tennessee. I have no idea what to think of them, because is Tennessee actually good? Maybe because. Yeah, maybe. We know New England's defense is bad. We know Jacksonville is inconsistent, and we know Cincinnati isn't very good. True. So I I just don't know. I think the Redskins came in with a similar type deal, and they turned out to be pretty decent. I just don't know what to expect. One thing I do know is I actually I was talking to a few people, and they said Watson had a couple of plays that he would have been picked off against a better defense. And I was watching uh, Pete Prisco was doing some All-22 review of the uh, of the Titans-Texans. And there were just some things that didn't get taken advantage of. I think it was Prisco. And so, I mean, we'll see. You know, I just, I just, I just don't know. Um, I do have a feeling that we're, Marcus Peters is going to have something to prove. Well, and so I think it's going to be a tough game for Watson. Although Hopkins has done some damage against Peters in the past, because that's really what they're doing, right? They're just they're targeting like Hopkins like on like forty percent of their throws. Well, they they have to, and, and I'll give them this: they're doing a good job getting the ball out. But Peters was the guy yes. I was going to bring up to you as well. Not only does he have something to prove, uh, he's obviously got a chip on his shoulder after that interview uh, post Redskins. Uh, yeah. But He's played three games against Houston. He's got four picks. I, I'm not sure right. that the rookie quarterback is going to be any different than any other quarterback that he's seen 
So thinking, especially a rookie who's trying to get the ball out, who's still trying to get those reads, I think Marcus Peters is set up for a big day, especially when he can bait Watson into something that he hasn't seen before. Well, and not only right. not only Marcus Peters, but Bob Sutton as a uh, caller in general has fared very well against rookie QBs. And mm-hmm. let's be honest, Watson doesn't have the strongest arm. If he tries to push something that he shouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Terrence Mitchell pull, uh, picks one off. Well, that's because Terrence Mitchell's is he, he's a stud. Okay, well, well. <laughs> he's good. Hey, people are finally coming around on him. <laughs> Which has been nice. Uh, yeah, he's Ryan's boy. You know that, right? Yeah. Oh, well, that's because Ryan is a smart man. Well, he's the most improved. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know what to think of Houston. They've, they've got a good defense. Um, but, yeah, I just don't know. I am worried about our offensive line playing as injured as they are against oh, that on. defensive front. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Eric Fisher owns J.J. Watt. <laughs> Too bad Jordan Devy well, has to block him. That's true, but I, I yeah, I just uh, we'll, we'll see. I you know I don't want to take anyone lightly. Um, you know it's at Houston, so that's going to be a little bit tougher. Um, he, the both teams are coming off a big win. Um, I think the Houston, I just I just don't know. I think there's some Houston media guys that are taking the Chiefs a little lightly. Yeah, you've got to be kidding. Oh, me. Oh no, we we yeah, I think we've seen that. Yeah. Who? Like, I, I'm sorry. I'm, like, offended by this. <laughs> you know, a, a well, lot of fans heard. were. For all of you who follow the Twitter feed, uh, yeah, there's a lot of folks that are upset. Yeah, go go listen to our crossover show from yesterday, Seth. Oh, really? Like oh, the, yeah. uh, the Texans locked on guys? Yes. Yep. So what was their deal? They just... Uh, they just think... They're eating the... They're eating everything. I mean, Deshaun Watson's their savior, and he's gonna he's gonna take him to where they need to go. Um, I mean, they seem to know their team pretty well. I just I I thought that they were a little, um, yeah, I don't know what the really words are for that. There you go. <laughs> well, I'm assuming these guys have always had the opinion. I'm guessing that this is a Super Bowl roster, except for the quarterback. And that's what a lot of people have said about Houston for a few years. True. Yeah. Uh, and so maybe their thing is, you know, now with Watson, it'll be interesting to see how Sutton plays yeah, but Watson. The are so because, bad. you know, as a runner, he's real dangerous. Mm-hmm. And about the only thing Kirk Cousins could do late was run. Well, yeah. and I think, isn't he their leading rusher? I'm not sure. I thought I read that. But the thing, the thing with Houston is, is, Granted, they have had such a great defense forever, but their corners are not good now. They're really missing AJ Bouye. Yes, uh, and yep, I know that's jo- I, a tough thing. I know Jonathan Joseph is still good, but you know you have to have multiple good corners, and they are really struggling back there. So well, I think the, it could be a big game for the Chiefs wide receivers. Well, and the Chiefs have a different kind of offense that you know, is kind of immune to good defenses a lot of the time to where they can at least still perform somewhat. They shredded that that Texans defense in the playoffs with Alex but, not playing as well as he is now. But but Houston has Zach Cunningham who's going to guard Kelsey. Uh-huh. <laughs> they did not say that. Did they seriously? And Zach Cunningham's yeah. a good athlete, but he has not put pass coverage <laughs> together in the league yet. 
No one's covering Kelsey one-on-one. It's just not going to happen. They've got to be kidding. I, I'm, like, offended right now. And they're, genuinely... not, they're not worried about Tyreek Hill or Kareem Hunt either. Why would they be? Well, you know. You know. No. So I mean, they they just so why what what was the reasoning that they gave you just out of curiosity? Uh, they think that their defense is good enough to handle it. The, oh. their defense can handle Kareem Hunt and Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. I've heard that story before. Right. In fact, I, I remember I remember I remember hearing something about Kareem Hunt being circled before this last game. Well, and let me ask you guys this. So <laughs> we obviously feel the way we feel because we know this team and they know theirs, but I thought Hill was set up to have a, a big game against the Redskins. We didn't see that materialize. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think is most likely against the Texans? Like what? Like of those three weapons, who do you think has the, has the biggest game? I would say the the guy who's most set up to succeed against the Texans is Kelsey. He has destroyed them in every game that we've played them. And that's why I would say Tyree Kill, because I think they're going to try to focus on taking away Hunt and Kelsey. But I mean, I can't disagree. I think Kelsey could have a big day again. I just I, I think they're going to try to focus on Hunt and Kelsey. Right. It's been fun to see that rivalry kind of develop. I talked about that a little bit on my own thing and I you know it's it's interesting how there's a bit of a budding rivalry between the Chiefs and the Texans cuz they've been playing each other every year for a few years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we've been playing in Houston all the time. That is yeah, that's annoying. Can but, we get some home games? Yeah, that would be that would be nice. But I mean, it's just interesting. I'm glad that they're playing such a tough schedule. I think uh a fellow AP contributor uh he tweeted out the fact that um, the Chiefs have played, I think, the third hardest schedule in the NFL, and they're undefeated. Yeah, that sets them up for success. I mean, that's wild. Stretch. Yep. And so I'm glad that the Texans are coming off a big win, just like with the Redskins coming off a big win. Because let's say if the Raiders had beaten the Redskins, people would be like, "Ah, well, it's just the Redskins. It's not that big a deal." Right. Well, now you've got, you know, the, now you've got the Texans that are real hyped right now. And so if the Chiefs handle them again. It's just like crap. <laughs> What's know, I, will, gonna, I will say this. Say? I will say this. If they can win at Houston and they can find a way to win at Pittsburgh, I feel a lot better about the game in Oakland if it's EJ Manuel than I would if it's Derek Carr. I know I, how good they've been against Derek Carr, but on a short <laughs> week traveling to Oakland. <laughs> okay. That's what I think. That's what I think. Derek Carr, all they got to do is just plug in the exact same game plan they had last year. Because according to Derek Carr, he knew what they were doing. He just couldn't beat it. Yeah, he just couldn't beat it. I, you know, no, I hear what you're saying because I think Carr can play a little bit. Although their offense was already kind of struggling. You know, Marshawn Lynch was supposed to be the missing link that yeah, how's suddenly that made. Yeah. You know, and I was one of those. I was a, a, quite nervous about that because I thought oh, I was with too. a year off, fresher legs, I thought maybe he would make the difference. Maybe he's still rounding into shape. I don't know. But, man, if they get him back to where he was, I think that changes that offense dramatically. Man, but can he get back th- to where he was? Right. I don't know. I don't being know. 31 years old and taking a year off football, you got a particularly bruising running style. It's just – and look, Lynch can play. I mean, can flat out play. But 
I don't I mean everyone gets older to quote Andy Reid, you know, or loosely paraphrase him would be a better way of saying that. <laughs> you know, every we all get older. And you know, that's that's why you've got Jamal Charles taking, you know, eight to ten touches a game, right? I mean that just thirty one is not, you know, the new twenty five for running backs. So we'll see, but I mean that offense is not they weren't looking good before Carr got hurt. And so it'll be interesting if EJ Manuel plays decently. People have got to start asking themselves how much of that success Carr's had the last couple of years has been having one of the two best offensive lines in the game and having Cooper and Crabtree to throw to. Yeah, but Cooper can't catch a cold right now. Yeah, that is weird. That guy is awesome at creating separation, but, man, his hands lately just been gross. Something has changed. Well, I right. think Chris and I will do predictions tomorrow, but, Seth, how are you feeling? What's your prediction for this coming game? I predicted a blowout this last week. Oh, excuse me, I'm tired from my lack of accuracy. Um, <laughs> I predicted a I predicted a blowout last week. I'm not going to do it again this week just because I don't want to underestimate another potential playoff opponent. Um, I think the Chiefs have played a significantly tougher schedule, and I think they have. Let me take a look at the Texans' schedule so far. All right, this was. Uh, while you're looking at that, I have to ask a quick question. Yeah. Do you think that Kansas City came out not ready to play, or it just took them a while to get going? Um, you know, I think Andy Reid made a really good point about execution um, in the post-game in- interview where he talked about how great the crowd was, which seriously, guys, how great was that crowd? <laughs> it was phenomenal. That was impressive. Oh, I was just – I mean, that was – it was better than the playoff crowd. I mean, not by a lot. And you have to but know I mean, that our buddies in the, from the U.K. really enjoyed that experience as well. Oh, man, I'm sure. It was just awesome. Just a wall of sound on that last third down. It was painful in that building. I went to games yeah. in the 90s, I mean, and i got to tell you, that, that was pushing it right up there. That's awesome. Um, but anyway, so what you know, Andy Reid said, and I thought this was a pretty good quote, he said, you know, the, the crowd was amazing. He felt like the guys really fed off that. But he said he, it was almost like they got themselves too amped up early. And he talked about, you know, there's a fine line there between being amped up and then getting kind of overexcited to where the execution level goes down. Because the execution was just poor in the first couple drives. Until Alex, I mean, that deep ball to Travis Kelsey was basically the first play that worked all night. Yep. And and that was a big deal. Like, that's an underrated play of the game, in my opinion. Even though I don't even know if that drive ended in points. Maybe it did. I can't recall. But they needed that. No, I think it just flipped the field position, if I remember yeah, correctly. Flipped, yeah, I think so, too. But, I mean, it was such a big deal because until then, the Chiefs just hadn't done anything. And it just it was a huge relief because the crowd was starting to get lulled to sleep a little bit. And But, anyway, I think Reed was correct on that. You had guys a little over-amped. And overexcited. Um, and hopefully, you know, that's the second primetime game they've had. Now they're going to have another one coming up. And I, that's why I was looking at uh, Houston's schedule. I don't think they've played any primetime games yet. No. And and so I really like the fact that the Chiefs have gotten a, pl- a chance to play two of them. Because you know if Reed brought it up in the post-game interview, you know it got brought up to the team. Yep. 
Like, all right, guys, now we've seen it. Emotion can be good, but we got to keep our heads on our shoulders. We got to stay level. You know, we've been here before. Let's all just settle down a little bit. This is one reason why I wish we had the full offensive line back because those are all guys that have been there before a little bit. You know what I mean? Except anger. But, you know, Witzman's rapidly getting more developed, I guess. But, I mean, so I think the Chiefs have more experience than, you know, obviously Deshaun Watson. Although we know Watson from his college experience ain't going to wilt under the bright lights. No. Like, that's just not going to happen for him. Well, that's crazy for Kansas City because if you look at their schedule, they played, obviously, the Patriots, you know, pretty much prime time. Uh, They Uh played this game prime time. Next, this coming week, they play prime time against the Texans. Then they have an afternoon game, which is not prime time, but it's you know a bigger deal because it's going to be shown in much more of the country against the Steelers. Then they pre- play prime time on Thursday night against the Raiders, and then prime time again on Monday night against the uh, Broncos before the the day before Halloween. All their prime time games are up front. Well, they get an extra day against the Broncos, huh? Mm, that's useful. In addition well, to the extra from Thursday, I was gonna, yeah. In addition, so it's yeah, it's a almost like a full bye week. It's yeah. almost like a full bye. Yeah, it's, it's very nearly a full bye week. That almost overcomes the whole you know versus Pitt, and then at least it's not on the road at Pittsburgh, and then turn around and go to Oakland for Thursday night game. Right. But it's a bummer that they're not both home games. I got to tell you, man, seriously, I'm looking at this schedule at Houston versus Pittsburgh at Oakland versus Denver. At Dallas. I mean, and then then they've got, you know, at New York, the Giants, which is whatever. They've been playing terrible. But Buffalo looks tough this year. And then you've got New York Jets, and then it gets easier because Jets, Raiders, Chargers, Dolphins. and So the last five games, and then the six of the last seven games are like, okay, those are real doable. Buffalo is the only one that really scares me. Denver doesn't scare me. They just don't. Which um, is why I'm glad they beat Oakland. Yeah. Um, Oakland doesn't scare me either. The division doesn't scare me. They just they just do not scare me. Um, the Chiefs have been owning those guys. Now, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, you know, I, but I just – man, that next five games – it's funny because I say Oakland Denver don't scare me, but I include them in tough games. Yeah. <laughs> they don't scare me, but they are tough games. You know, they're division games. But, I mean, that is a tough stretch of games. And then add Dallas to end yeah, it. Yeah, what was everyone buy. hoping that the Chiefs could come out of that first nine game stretch? What five and four, maybe six and three if they got crazy lucky. Mm-hmm. Like because then everyone was like, "Oh man!" Because down the stretch you can win like six or seven, make the playoffs. You know, winning. You know, going eleven five, twelve and four. I mean, the, I'm thinking if they win their next three, we're talking nineteen and zero, guys. <laughs> anyway, prediction. Right. Sorry, I got sidetracked. I think the Chiefs have a little more experience playing under the lights than the Texans do. Well, I don't think that. I know that. And I think the Texans are coming off a big win just like the Redskins, and I think they're going to be feeling great about themselves. And I think they'll come out strong, but this Chiefs team, they just wear you down. And they wear you down. And Kareem Hunt wears you down. He runs stronger in the second half, stronger in the third, then even stronger in the fourth. And they just keep coming, man. They are relentless. And Alex Smith, I mean, now we got we're four games in. We got three very, very good performances and one middling performance against the Chargers, which I wouldn't call a bad performance, but I wouldn't call it good. No, it was definitely a hiccup. The only reason the Chiefs 
the only reason the Chiefs lost to the Texans last year was because Alex Smith had a horrific performance. Awful. So bad. I mean, I cannot overstate how bad he was that game. Well, but I also would say that Alex's game against the Chargers, Reed didn't help him much. I mean, I, I thought Reed went awfully conservative early on after they got up early. But Kansas, City's, but Kansas City's come back and won from behind in three of the four games they played this year. Were they trailing to the Eagles? Yeah. Huh. Weird. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure they were. I just didn't, you know, you know how that goes. Your memory does it's weird things to you. Because they, they end up beating them fairly comfortably. Um, no, I just, I think the Chiefs win. I don't think they, they're able to necessarily dominate. But, you know, the the Texans I don't think are a really well-coached team. I think they're decently well-coached but not in a way that Andy Reid and his staff don't have a significant advantage. I think both of you, I think it was Chris especially, who really hammered in Bob Sutton against a rookie quarterback. I think he's going to be able to throw some stuff out there at Watson that he hasn't seen yet. Because yep. um, the the Patriots are normally the team that would do that, and they've been playing like crap this year on defense. Yep. And no. so I think you're going to see a lot of, of that uh, dropping eight into coverage with using, you know, Sorensen or uh, another fast safety. You don't want to do a linebacker because DJ or Ragland and those guys can't run down Watson. He's too fast. But I think they're going to end up spying him with a Sorensen or a Murray. And I think I, I don't think he's going to be able to do the same stuff he's been doing. Quick shout-out. It's 42 minutes. I know we got to go. <laughs> but one thing to note, um, when I was reviewing the All-22 film, Eric Murray was playing Jordan Reed in man coverage a lot. You remember any big plays by Jordan Reed? There was one, but he it was early, and Murray settled down after that. Yeah, well, and Murray had a great uh, tackle for loss against mm-hmm. him too. Okay, okay, Seth, don't don't, don't get me started. Go down that road because Ryan's gonna Ryan's gonna get a big head, and we don't need that. It's my guy. That's true. Now I know. Wait, yeah, I know we can only have try- one guy with a big head in this conversation. <laughs> so, and I know I know we got to get off because we, we've been going on for way too long. But I have to ask you, Albert Wilson, what are your thoughts on those two plays? I think Albert Wilson did a great job playing schoolyard ball on that deep ball. It was definitely needed. I think the more impressive play was him snatching the ball away from three Redskin defenders yep. after it deflected off Kelsey. He really, I mean, that was a huge play. Yep. Huge, huge play. Changed the game. Um, Chiefs, I mean, that would have been a horrible turnover because they needed those points. Um, and Albert Wilson's really impressed me this year. Um, I've always said, you know, he's a guy with, with some skills. But it's kind of a limited skill set. And what they've done a really good job this year, and this just shows how important scheme and coaching are. What they've done a good job of is they've kept him in his wheelhouse. They haven't asked him to do things he's not good at. And as a result, he looks like a way better player. But it's just mostly that they're not asking him to do things he does he can't yep. do. Yep. Or that he's never done well. Yeah, I would agree with that. Exactly. Thank you, Seth, for coming on. Really appreciate it. That is the show yeah. for today. Uh we can't forget to make another shout-out to our sponsor for today's show, MyBookie.ag. So thank you to them, and thank you for all listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review, and reach out to us on Twitter, at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.